recording. Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, Here we are in uh, August, uh, going into the uh, second week now of August, so that's kind of fun. And uh, you and I will be together in August when we're up at Lake Winnipesaukee. It will be fun, and uh, we're looking Looking forward forward to that. Meanwhile, how's Colorado going? Enjoying having all the grandkids home for the summer and all that? Yeah, it's been been fun. Uh, Aiden and I, uh, tomorrow, uh, are going to the Broncos training camp. Oh, no uh, way. We've done the Patriots yeah. before. It's been a while since it's their, the kids it's were young their, when we their did that. First, uh, they started this week, but this is their first public where the public mm-hmm. can come and watch, you know, and, and so it'll, right. be, it'll be fun That's to watch. That's so them, much fun, right? You know, and it's kind of, you know, it's it's very, uh, you know, you get to see, they, they think about the practices. They're, they're going on all over mm-hmm. because they're not playing a game against each other. They're playing, you know, different things that they're trying to practice so you get to see all kinds of stuff uh, go on and it's fun and then they have uh, autographs at the end of right. it so that'll it'll be fun to see if you know if Aiden can get any, any and uh, but he and I would just have a good time you know just hanging out and being together that's and, fantastic how is he feeling about heading into his senior year he's excited um, he knows that uh, you know choice of college uh, he's all set for uh, tennis, uh, so he'll be on the varsity tennis team again this year, and good for him. Uh, will be fun to you know have him go to matches and see where that goes if he gets a scholarship. He's looking at universities uh, to you know process, and then you know he knows. Is he kind of narrowed into his top favorites or not quite yet? Well, he's got um, the one thing he doesn't know is that uh, in the next two months. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll start getting offers for tennis scholarships. Right. Um, and there may be a school there that's not even on his radar yet. Yeah, right? and likely not uh, because mm-hmm. um, he knows, and this is, you know, he, he's done research already, but um, of the of the top schools, and they're called D1 schools, mm-hmm. um, generally, Remember, because a, a, a just like a football team or a basketball team, they're trying to get the very, very best from all over the world right. to come to their school. And in D one, interesting enough, ninety percent plus of the D one players are not Americans. Oh, really? Yep. And the reason, fundamentally, hmm. is that um, in other countries they focus early. Mm-hmm. And become I'm gonna you're gonna only play tennis, right? Well, like Aiden, he's played he he's played football, golf, after everything tennis, else. yeah. You know, basketball. Kids play lots of sports, mm-hmm. and until they get passed into junior high and then high school, is when they start to concentrate on something. Mm-hmm. So the truth is, they're just not as good, right? Only and now, if they spent more time at it, they could be, but they're just and the surface are just not as good as foreigners. So 
the D1 schools recruit foreigners for their tennis teams. That's interesting. Uh, I wonder so, what the big countries are that they come oh, from. Oh, it's from uh, it's from England, Spain, mm-hmm. and France. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, and they're big, big you know recruiters and mm-hmm. uh, and some Asians. So um, he he going into it, he says, eh, the schools that I would like to go to, like Baylor, for example, D one. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows already. Well, their tennis team is foreigners. Right. So he said, I probably will not receive a scholarship to Baylor, right. even though I'd like to go to Baylor. He said, now what I can do is walk on, mm-hmm. and, if I, and if I'm as good as those other guys, I'll get on the team. Right. Uh, but if I don't, I can go play what they call club. Mm-hmm. And the universities, because of the competitive... Oh, they have phenomenal club and intramural teams. Yeah, the, yeah. the um, competitiveness of the, of the sport... Uh, you know, you like for example, um, if you watch, uh, let's say a, a D one basketball, mm-hmm. you know, team, they're playing other colleges, you know, and they're in leagues and they're in, you know, they're in uh, conferences, etc. Well, below that is called club teams. Mm-hmm. You don't get scholarshiped. You're not. Well, on, there's a lot of talent in those groups. You're not. You know. You're not. Uh, a big time, uh, you know, uh, focused uh, on, you know, public uh, competition. But because of how it developed, you play other schools that have club teams. Mm-hmm. So like Joshua, for example, at Baylor, he didn't make and was not recruited for varsity volleyball. Right. But he joined the club team. Mm. And he and his associates, you know, uh, members, won the Big Twelve tournament of the club That's of awesome. the club tournament. You know, so he got to he got to you right. know, experience it, which is a, still a high level of sport. High level of sport, and he said, the one cool difference about it is is that when you play varsity sports in college, you're you're hooked, and you got to mm-hmm. spend the time and the energy to do that almost full time. Right. It's really part of your job. Yeah, and and say. you know, and so you know, you're gonna you're gonna practice every day for two or three hours uh, with the team. You're gonna leave on Wednesday, play through Saturday, and you know, mm-hmm. and your classes that you miss, you got to figure out how to do that. Um, and you you become school is really secondary to your sport. Mm-hmm. When you're on a club team, it's the other way around. Right. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't have that kind of focus. You know, enjoy your school. Hey, we'll we'll be a club team because we're not. It's not geared toward you have to win everything. That you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just enjoy what you're doing. But uh, it is more competitive than intramural. So for that serious athlete, it's a level that they can truly enjoy the yeah. competitive side without it dominating their entire life. Yeah. So Aiden has already said, well, maybe it could be God's will that I just become a club player because maybe I'm not supposed to make tennis mm. such a focus of my life when I have right. when I have other things like Christian organizations and you know other things I'd like to be part of and, and Joshua's kind of the same way. So he's got a good uh, approach to it and he's just like, I'm just gonna follow what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. He's at the moment he's narrowed it down to Baylor and Samford out of out of Birmingham, right. Alabama, and uh, they'll start processing those he's going to make application to both 
see right. see what scholarships he gets, and he knows that he knows that he knows. I really don't need to worry about this. Mm-hmm. I just need to follow what I already know, and God will show me the truth, and I'll follow that. Right. And I, he knows. And, It'll and, be and, fun to and, watch it unfold. And, and we've talked about this that. You know, because he tends to think of it, and people tend to think of it as well. It's Baylor or Sanford, kind of a binary thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, it's not a binary thing. Um, I said, first of all, it could be completely different than that. Right. And two is that it's not. You know, what am I supposed to do? It's really where he's putting you to do what he wants to do. Exactly. And I said it's about relationships and Christian organizations that you're part of and how do you serve God and how do you enjoy school and what this means for you into your career 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. And I said there's so many dimensions to this Mm -hmm. that you can't ever think about is it A or B. Just follow what he says. And and he's understanding that is, well, then, therefore, I'll just follow what he says and I'll know it'll be the best. Right. Uh, and he's awesome. got a, he's got a really good perspective on it, and uh, he's good. got he's got a girlfriend too that's got a, a good perspective on it. So it'll be fun. Joshua did, and and he he does, and so it'll, it'll be fun to experience that. Um, and we know, and the fun thing for him that we'll get to be part of, and we talk about the supernatural. I've already told him. I said, when you know, it'll be because God does certain things mm-hmm. to to confirm it, and it'll be supernatural. And you'll say, I see that, that mm-hmm. you're calling me to this. It's not me figuring it out right. in, in the natural. So, And the confidence of stepping into that next new season with that, knowing that's what God's calling him to, is what makes all the difference in the world, right? right? Yep, yep, yeah. So it's really beautiful. Well, we're, we're talking about the supernatural and how do we get into the right place uh, to experience it. Uh, so we're in Mark. We just talked last time about the... Uh, where he was healing people in the Decapolis. Uh, go to Mark nine twenty one to 26. Mm-hmm. Sure. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him, he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to them, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said he is dead. Go ahead, read, Jesus, read, yeah, read 27 yeah. too. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Yeah. So um, the story here is, remember that, um, and we talked about this before, that Jesus had sent out the disciples mm-hmm. to uh, basically give away the supernatural uh, healing and casting out demons and helping people to have resolution supernaturally to their stuff Um, and they understood it that it wasn't them doing it by themselves it was their connection to the power of God that was flowing through them Mm -hmm. and they were experiencing it and they were having a great uh, exciting time because remember we read they came back with great joy 
mm-hmm. and said, "Man, this is fantastic!" You know, and God says, "Remember, it's a relationship. Don't get don't get over uh, wrought with this, but you know, let it let it be out of the relationship." Well, they've been out doing that, mm-hmm. and they're experiencing this great supernatural stuff. They come up against this kid, and 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 think about it. And this is a little bit how we tend we tend to think of it and tend to pray. God, would you heal him? God, would you heal mm-hmm. him? God, would you heal him? And so they did whatever they were doing. Right. We're going to lay hands on you in the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. You're going to be healed. We claim it. They were experiencing it everywhere they were going, and they run up against this kid. Right. And they were praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and, 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 and acting and, and asking and doing all the things that they knew to do. Nothing. And it wasn't happening. Right. No, nothing. Um, so they can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. So the dad says, okay, I'm going to go over. To, you know, Jesus shows up. Uh, I'm going to go to him. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, um, your disciples couldn't do this. And Jesus makes a statement. Um, how long do I got to put up with you? Mm-hmm. Um Okay, um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, is what was he saying there? Remember, he's talking to his disciples here. Mm-hmm. How long do I got to put up with you boys? Um, and we'll see something about that. Um, and he says that the father says, if you have compassion, could you help us? Mm-hmm. Could you help us? Your disciples couldn't. Right. Can you do anything? So I'm coming to the source. <laughs> so, can, can, you know, can you do anything? Um, and Jesus says this interesting statement. Um, if you can do anything, could you help us? Mm-hmm. And in verse 23, what does Jesus say? He says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Okay, so he's saying here that um, if, now remember, if there's an if statement, what does that mean? Conditional. There's, Yes. Um, he said the problem here is about belief. Mm. If you can believe, all things are possible to those mm-hmm. that believe. Who believe, right. Do you believe it? That's the question. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't happen, it's basically an issue of faith. Um and they and my and my disciples got a problem here. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can believe, all things are possible. Now we got to go into that simple statement. All things are possible. Mm-hmm. What's included in all things? Everything. Everything. My stuff. Mm. My stuff. Right. And so there's not a limitation. There's not a yeah, certain things can't happen, um, or your your problem is too big, or you've dug yourself too deep a hole, or uh, you've got a physical problem that never can be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you believe all things are possible, which means I can resolve your issue, and uh, and I will. And of course, the key is remember it's how does he want to do that, not what we want him to do. Right. Yeah, you know, like well, I'd like you to just do it this way. And by the way, I'd like you to do it as fast as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so often there's so much of a spiritual element that he wants to bring true healing to. Yeah. 
before the physical ever occurs. Yeah, and, and there's an ask, seek, and knock process, and there's truth, and there's things mm-hmm. I need to lead you into, you know. So um, I will resolve this to you, to your level, where you understand it, so that, you know, and again, we've shared this uh, with what happened with Linda and I and our family. You know, when Michelle was sick, we didn't have any trouble with believing that he could heal her. Right. No problem. Because uh, why? Because we've experienced it so much mm-hmm. um, that it wasn't that wasn't the roadblock where you know um, you know God uh, this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. He didn't say how long do I got to put up with you? Right. Because you don't believe it. Because you don't believe. Now, by the right. way, if he would have said that, which he could have said, by the way, mm-hmm. then Linda and I would have had to have go down a different path. And we would wind up. Wrestle through we, the belief. We right. would wind up where the father wound up, um, mm-hmm. but he didn't say that. Um, it was, "What do you have to say about this?" And as he reinforced it, he kept telling us, "I am taking her home, and she will be healed, but she's going to be healed on the other side, and it's best for her and it's best for you." And my will is this, I'm going to resolve it for you so that you know that you know my will. And it was resolved for us. So we never have any, any, anything hanging over us. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if, if, if. No, because what? I resolved it. Why? Because you believed what I said. And so that's where we got to go with this is be careful right. that we don't say, well, I got a problem. And he's saying, well, if you can believe that I'll fix it the way you want it to be fixed, mm-hmm. it'll happen. No. Do you believe? And belief by definition is, well, what do you say about this? Right. Um, and go with me. Um, and so right. he says, if you can believe all things are possible. And the cool thing about that is there's no limitation to that. Mm-hmm. So he says, bring it all to me. Do not. Well, this will never happen. So I'm not even going to bother. And a lot of people that I deal with, that's kind of where they are. Like, eh, this will never, it, it hasn't happened yet, and it'll never happen anyway, so why bother? I said, well, because God has an answer for it. Mm-hmm. And are you resolved in his, his will? And if you're not, keep going until you believe what he says, and then you'll be settled with it, and you'll know that you know the answer. And by the mm-hmm. way, it, it even even in that scenario for us, Linda and I, we were at peace about it. Why? Because he showed us that. Right. Uh, now, was it our desire? Absolutely not. You know. And do we have grief? Absolutely do. Mm-hmm. By the way, just as a side note, and uh, God is using all of that. <laughs> yeah. And, and as a side note, you know, people talk about there's a season of grief. Not so. Um, mm. It hits you all the time. Of, mm-hmm. of the loss of that fellowship mm-hmm. that you don't have anymore other than a reminder and and God keeps saying this eternity's a long time this is just for a moment mm-hmm. don't don't fret you know yeah I know you grieve I, I know you grieve it's okay and we don't go with seasons like well the grief's done it's you get hit by it you know and, and it's still right. there but we believe and have peace because he showed us his resolution mm-hmm. to something that was, you know, as part of it. So he says, if you can believe, help my unbelief. And the dad says what? 
This is cool. In verse 24. He says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Okay. And see, he got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't reject this mm -hmm. as not possible. I believe it. I believe you can do this. I believe it's possible. However, I'm not at the point of faith of all that you are trying to show me because there's a piece of, of my faith that still it would be called unbelief. Right. Um, I don't yet fully believe and have the confidence of what you're saying. So the only thing I can do is say, I believe up to this point. Right. And now you help me believe. Could, <laughs> could you walk me through the point of finishing it? And by the way, in Hebrews, it talks about Christ as the author and finisher mm -hmm. of faith. He has to speak it and then carry you through until you fully believe it. It's his process, not ours. In other words, right. he didn't say, try harder at believing. Mm -hmm. The father properly understood, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, I have kind of some faith about this, but there's some that I don't. Could right. you help me with that? And Christ said, yeah, because that's who I, that's who I am. I'll get you there. you know. And, and then he did. Um, and so with the disciples, when he said, uh, how long do I got to put up with you? What he wasn't saying is, why couldn't you go there with this? He says, mm -hmm. hey, I understand. All of us are going to wind up at the limit of our faith. Right. And it'll keep happening. The next thing and the next thing and the next thing is like, I kind of believe it, but there's a piece that I don't. He said, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I got to take you deeper. What he was upset about with the disciples was when you couldn't experience this, what you didn't do is come to me. Right. And you just gave up mm. and said, I guess we can't do it. Um, as opposed to, you know, could you help us? You know, and, and of course, then um, he ends the story with saying the disciples go to him privately. Uh, why couldn't we do this? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, because of your, your lack of faith, this kind mm -hmm. comes out only by prayer and fasting. And it's not about there's levels of, of difficulty that you got to go pray and fast. And by the way, we know why, you know, exactly that is true. He comes to Jesus. Could you help me? Yep. Mm -hmm. If you can believe all things are possible, I I, I have I believe it. Help my unbelief. He heals him. Mm -hmm. Did Jesus go fast and pray? No. No. It didn't. It didn't mean because of the situation. It's that when you are experiencing unbelief, mm -hmm. he said one is I'll be very disappointed if you don't come and talk to me. Right. And you quit. Right. And you quit. That's what that's what isn't gonna work. I know you're gonna you're gonna face it. Come and be with me. And then fasting and praying is now you have to spend more time with me mm -hmm. to help me process you through to faith and instead of doing your normal daily work, come and spend you know, fasting is just being with me uh, personally and extra time with me. And dialogue in prayer is dialogue in receiving faith until you receive it. Stay with me until you receive mm -hmm. it. And this kind, what kind? When you don't have the faith to believe it. Which, by mm. the way, is when? 
all the time. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, when that happened with Michelle, our whole family went into a time of, of prayer and fasting of, you know, we, we don't even know here. And we're having right. a hard time with believing. we got to hear what you have to say and get confirmation of that and then give us mm-hmm. the faith to believe it so that we can have resolution and peace. Right. Uh, and God said, I'll give it to you. So that uh, it's about when you're struggling, don't quit. Go the other direction. Go mm. deeper into the relationship and, and admit it. Yeah, I don't really believe this. Right. Um, okay. Walk with me and let me confirm, make you understand what my will is, and I'll show you that, and you'll get resolution. All things are possible to them that believe. Believe what I say, mm, um, and don't even good. don't even attach what you want to have happen. Keep believing what I'm telling you because that's where faith is all about. Mm-hmm. So, we'll we'll keep picking this up. But it's a beautiful little story. And by the way, the neat thing is it takes the pressure off of us. Right, and it, it's just that it reiterates uh, he works both sides of the equation, right? Yeah, and that um, when you when you have a struggle with belief, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, don't put it on your own back. Don't don't say I got to do it better. I got to do it harder. Got to work at it more. Stay with him as he grows. It. Let me give it to you. And the only thing that will prevent it is you just stop. Mm-hmm. Um, don't stop. That's um, great. And and by the way, the burden God God says is mine, not yours. The only thing I do require is you're going to have to be with me. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you for this great little story. And, uh, and and for us to experience supernatural, we're going to, particularly when we start this, we're going to have lots of unbelief. Uh, he said, I know. Uh, walk walk with me, he says, and uh, may we enjoy the walk and don't quit, but say, I, I believe, help my unbelief and stay with that until we believe. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing and thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you found this interesting and challenging as well. If you have questions, send them in to questions at afjministry.com and we'd be happy to talk about them. We'll see you next time. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.